Hello, I'm Badis, and welcome to the Implement Podcast. This is a podcast where we have great conversations about marketing, growing brands, and what it takes to be a great marketer. If you're interested in keeping up with the podcast episodes and the amazing content we produce at Implement, you should definitely subscribe to our newsletter. Just go to join-implement.com to subscribe. All right, enough self-promo. Let's dive into this new episode. And thanks again for tuning in. Hello and welcome everyone to this new episode of the Implement Podcast. Today I have the pleasure uh, of having Carl Potak, who is the founder and CEO of Startup DevKit. Uh, Carl, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join me today. Uh, before we start, maybe you could introduce yourself a bit more to our audience. Thank you so much for having me, buddies. I really appreciate you having me here on the show today. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to our conversation here. Uh, so, I, yes, I'm the founder and CEO of Startup DevKit. I um, have been involved in marketing and the startup world since 2007. Um, I first got my taste of startups then when I was trying to uh, build my first one um, and uh, founded multiple other startups and been a part of other startups uh, since then, both successful and not. And um, this is where I've been able to gain the bulk of my experience. And um, and uh, I've been working on Startup DevKit now for, I guess this is the fifth year. Uh, and um, so this, is, this has been a pretty fun ride and um, I'm a solo founder myself here. Um, and uh, Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so, sounds, uh, sounds exciting. I mean, starting in 2007 is, uh, you're like a veteran of, uh, of the startup, uh, startup world. It's, uh, it's really cool to, I think, to have this, uh, this history because I think building startups has really evolved so much since, since you started in the, in the field. Um, so, you know, what, did you, what do you think has changed like mostly since 2007 and what you're seeing now? Like what, what has changed really for Startup Founders? Oh, man, there's been a lot. Um, I think the access to technology um, and the ability to find people has been really just monumentally shifted from 2007 to now. Um, when I started, there were just very few outlets to be able to find people. Um, I don't even think LinkedIn was even a thing at that point. <laughs> you know, um, there, there was no co-founders lab. Um, as far as I know, there wasn't the founders dating app, which was bought by co-founders lab. Um, so it was hard to find other founders. Um, and it was hard to build websites easily. Uh, everything cost so much more because there weren't these turnkey solutions. And um, I think that uh, the evolution of these two spaces has really created such a monumental shift in, in the evolution of startups. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree with this because I, I think that uh, actually now the uh, having such an easy uh, access to, you know, resources and technology and uh, human capital has brought on differently like some other challenges. And uh, one could argue really that it's maybe much more challenging today than maybe in 2007 in the sense that I think there's like so much more competition now and uh, you need to be like, uh, super well-funded uh, and uh, and super well-equipped today to 
sort of uh, get ahead. Um, but at the same time, it was already the case in 2007. But just now, the I think the, yeah. the dynamic has changed, and uh, especially competition-wise, I think it's is just much more competitive. I agree. Uh, that was actually the first thing that came to my mind too. Is just that the the competitive nature has really went up several notches. Um, but there was still this a competitive environment back then. Um, for instance, just traction, you know, and VCs wanting to see traction. Um, and it was a lot harder back then. Um, you had some social media networks, which you could do free, you know, free marketing with. Um, obviously, there were like Google AdWords and ads that you could do. But there really weren't many other avenues since like at that time, there wasn't podcasting, which has exploded like, you know, um, video marketing was still, you know, in its infancy. Um, and, um, and this, this competitive nature, you know, while it's always going to be a competitive industry and while they're always lengthy now, um, because the nature of venture capital has shifted and changed the way startups market and build, um, because there really were no pre-seed funds back then. Um, and the, the funding, um, amount per round has steadily increased year over year after year. And um, it was it was a seed round, and a seed round was like you'd be happy, like really happy, if you raised two hundred fifty to five hundred thousand um, dollars. Now a seed round can go up to like three and a half million dollars, <laughs> you know. Um, and again, there was no pre-seed then, um, and that changes the way startups market because they have access to capital um, earlier. Um, they have access to angel investors earlier. Um, and people are like looking to take these greater risks with their startups um, and with their, um, and for investors with their funds because they're like, okay, well, how can we find people who are um, people in startups who are great, but you know, maybe they're under the radar right now, you know, and what, who's going to be the next best thing? So they're, they're taking a little bit more risk than they used to because there's so much more competition and they want to find the next biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, uh, so I'm, I'm, I want to ask you because we didn't talk about it uh, that much, but what is startup dev kit? And like, you know, tell me about how you sort of came to building it and uh, mm. what you're trying to achieve with it. So, so uh, startup dev kit is an, online startup incubator and accelerator platform. Um, what it's based around is education and growth uh, and teaching people the right way to start startups. Um, and by this, I mean, the number one reason for startup failure is there's no market need for a product that they've built. So um, that comes down to just a few core things, but it's it's not even doing the proper idea validation that they should be doing before they even start their startup. Um, and that's like a really big thing. That's 42% of startups that are finding that there was no market need. Um, that could be from many different things, but I, I was like, Okay, what what can I do to you know help startups with this? Um, 
And that, that starts with education at the earliest, you know, point in the startup life cycle, which is the idea of validation um, life cycle. And so I decided I really wanted to help founders who are newer, um, not as much ex experienced founders, because experienced founders, well, they're just so much more aware of these issues. Um, they have that experience and that background and maybe a little bit more money too. Um, so that really helps them. But the new founders who have never started a business before, um, that's really tough for them. They don't know how to make the right decisions. Um, a lot of it's trial by error. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, what can I do to help startups with the resources that I have too, because I gained a monumental amount of resources since 2007. And I, um, um, I was like, okay, you know, I think, I think I can create a platform of resources to help people um, and, you know, kind of post these on there uh, and create like an MVP of sorts to be able of this platform. Um, and thousands of people have, have uh, you know, used Startup Dev Kit um, and, um, you know, it, it's not quite been a true accelerator as many people might think because we don't really provide funding um, and we don't provide co-working spaces. Uh, and so I, I really kind of tried to create like a more disruptive model to it because 90% um, of the startups who apply to startup accelerators don't get in. And um, it sort of creates this culture of elitism in a, in a way where everyone's always trying to find the best of the best. And then you have remaining 90%. And sometimes it's even higher of applicants who just, they need that mentorship. They need that guidance. They need the resources. They need the step-by-step -step, um, plans to help them uh, with their, uh, their operations and growing their startups. And they need the resources like the templates and the lists and be like, okay, you know, it's like being connected with somebody who like knows everything. And it's like, okay, all right, this is where you go for this. This is where you go for that. This is where you go for that. Um, so, you know, it, it became a huge collection of resources, templates, li like lists, whether they're contact lists, uh, whether they are um, um, lists of different websites and places you can go to find different tools, um, hundreds of startup tools uh, collected, um, uh, and um, lots of growth resources, lots of resources for uh, people who are at the inception of their idea. So I, I um, staged it out so people can get resources for basically every stage in the early growth cycle. Um, and I really wanted to make this as a uh, more of a membership based um, uh, business model because I was able to provide access to all of these resources um, for as many people as, the, as we want to be able to provide, you know, this too. Um, and I always knew I wanted to create like a three month um, accelerator program, but I knew it would take a really long time um, for me. And I'm like a writer, you know, um, uh, and most of the articles that I've written on growth and startups in, in the blog are between like one and 4,000 words. 
Uh, and you know, that takes a lot of time. Um, and I have about 40 articles in the blog and I was writing the blog as I was writing a book as well on startup failure. Um, so I had created a very large um, set of information um, and I've been writing and writing and I was like, okay, you know, I think writing is still the best thing for me to do to like help teach startups because it's something that they can go back to easier. Um, so many people love videos and podcasts and things like that, but the media formats um, make it harder to just kind of go back to things for reference. Um, you don't exactly know what spot you're going to be able to um, go back to on the videos and have each of your teammates go back to. So um, my, you know, my thought is, okay, yeah, I'm going to have this mostly written um, so people can really just get these step-by-step -step, uh, instructions and so that they can be guided. So I just recently finished this, um, this three-month program. It's 45 lessons. Um, and I have been so excited to get this baby launched. Um, and um, so I'm actually unveiling that very soon. Um, and um, kind of doing a 2.0 of the platform itself and um, making it even easier for people to access the information and all the resources and the knowledge um, and turn it into a bit more of a conventional startup accelerator where you know you people are able to get even more of that step-by-step -step training rather than just more of like a curation of um, original and um, third-party you know resources um, so yeah, it's been a fun ride. Uh, I started about five years ago and I've been doing it part-time. Um, and, um, and I've just been, uh, I've been really happy to be able to support startups and, and, um, and give, you know, give them these, these resources that they need to, you know, help them from the get-go. And it's been, um, it's been pretty cool. Um, uh, I, Business Insider had even given us um, a, um, recognition as one of the top startup incubators and accelerators um, online. So that was a really nice thing to be able to see. Um, yeah, after, sounds, you know, all the awesome. hard work. Yeah, yeah, congrats. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's uh, when you're passionate about entrepreneurship, uh, getting, uh, you know, being able to help other people start their business and kind of guiding them is, uh, yeah, it's really an amazing thing to do. Like I've, uh, I've done it more on the marketing side. So I, I've, I've done some like coaching sessions with a uh, uh, you know, founders and helping them with their with their marketing, with their sales, with their uh, sort of uh, yeah strategic marketing in general. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, it's an awesome mission. So uh, you know, congrats on that. And uh, so talking about the the way you sort of created the the accelerator and the program and the content, um, how did you sort of uh, structure it to sort of give them the you know the uh, sort of the yeah the the foundation the foundational knowledge like what what are the what are the foundations yeah yeah, yeah. so um i structured it in a three-month program similarly to you know how anyone would have it um i did my research too and i went to a lot of like startup accelerator um uh uh, info sessions and things like that for like tech stars entrepreneurs roundtable 500 startups um and so um and and i had tried to get into accelerators for a while um with some of my old startups but um their their main thing was was you you, you need a tech founder somebody who's really building and that was that was the biggest thing for me so um 
you know, I, I, and I realized that was a part that's a big missing piece in the puzzle for a lot of startups too. Um, and so I structured it into three months where the first month they get like the foundation. Um, and I really have them make sure that they build all of these foundational resources, uh, like, like their executive summary, um, making sure that they have like a lean business canvas, making sure that they understand what their KPIs are, um, helping them understanding who their exact target market is, um, making sure that when they're, you know, in this first month of the program that they are doing their idea validation and talking to potential customers and figuring out whether or not it's something that people would buy and how much people would buy it for. Um, and, you know, what's the most, what's the least, uh, and, and making sure that they have the full foundation for their startup so that they can start building on it. Um, give, making sure that they have something like a functional specification. So for any of you listening out there who don't know what those, what that is, it's basically when you start, when, when you have a, um, a startup idea or an application idea or a website, you're going to be um, thinking of all the different actions that you're going to take on that. You know, what's the purpose of it? Um, and how is the web flow going to be? Um, and, um, and writing all that down and saying, okay, once you click on this, this is going to make uh, this action occur, you know, and it's going to lead you to this. And the user is going to experience things this way. And this is how you are able to start building apps, whether it's mobile apps or web apps or whatever. Um, but having these pieces, so people are thinking about these things early. Um, you know, these organizational templates and understanding where your milestones are going to be, because I wanted to set people up for being able to fundraise for venture capital, um, because that's what a lot of startups want. Like, yeah, they want education, but people want money, you know, like that's, that's such a big driver for people. And it's a validation too. You're like, yeah, I'm VC funded too, you know, and now I can quit my job and work on my startup full time and everything. And so people, people want to be able to have that um, um, in their lives because it's, it's meaningful for, for a lot of us, for myself, uh, for you. It seems like for a lot of people starting their own business is a dream, you know, um, and um, so I get that foundation set up for the first month. The second month gets them started, gets them into the marketing uh, stage and gets them uh, doing more validation um, because even after you've done like customer validation, you still have to continually uh, talk to people um, and validate and start to um, build like pre-launch campaigns um, and, and building your application and getting that done and giving people the information about um, uh, some of the nuances that they might find with uh, app development um, that new founders may not know about um, and how to talk to some tech people about that, um, how to find tech co-founders too if they yeah. haven't found them. And the third month is really about growth um, and just um, launching growth and like fundraising. <laughs> Those yeah. are like really the big three things. Um, and just getting them ready for fundraising so that they can be like 
able, the, so they, they can approach venture capitalists with all of their due diligence done already on, right. on them. Their startups get into trouble. They try and fundraise and then you get into multiple, let's just say you get into multiple um, meetings with a VC firm and then they start doing their due diligence and maybe they then see that you haven't done it as much and they might pull back <laughs> and they're like, this may not be right for us. Um, you know, you, you have to go out and fix some things or there's some legal issues that they haven't um, yeah. um, resolved. So yeah, um, sounds, that uh, maybe they didn't even know, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, so that's generally the structure uh, and it's a 45 lesson structure. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I just thought about, you know, what are the things that I want to teach and how can I break each of those um, months down and each of those topics down? Um, and I went through several processes of like revisions and everything, of course. Um, yeah, so it sounds really like a, like an excellent overview of all this because I've uh, I've seen like from cl like close accelerators incubators they don't necessarily give uh, such a sort of a, you know foundational education because uh, it is important and uh, usually they're gonna help you. Uh, you know, with the, with like tactical things, they're gonna connect you with people. Yeah. But they're not gonna teach you like the the foundations, and I think that's really important. And um, one thing I noticed for the you know we talked earlier about the how resources are more available, but still it's still like uh, more competitive because maybe there are less opportunities and maybe you know uh, sort of. Uh, uh, te technology we have reached a peak in like in mm -hmm. many technologies and we have mm -hmm. reached a sort of a plateau of of what you could do with certain technologies so yeah. opportunities are, are harder to come by so and uh, you know one of the things I've, I think I um, I think a lot of founders and uh, especially first-time founders should, should think about is that um, it's become more and more important to focus on building an audience Mm. Uh, than focusing on the product today because mm. uh, you know I think the the massive growth uh, you know spikes that you could see like even four or five years ago on certain products I think it's becoming harder and harder to come by these these cases um, and looking for that product market fit mm. I think a lot of founders are sort of um, not building anything like um, like and and I've I've actually come come through this case a lot and myself I, I did the mistake a lot is that you, you're so focused on building the ultimate product um that you spend so much time sort of revising that product iterating yeah um, doing all that work but you, that work does not leave anything uh sort of as an asset for the company on the other hand if you're able to bring an audience first and uh, cultivate that audience and build connections with people who are potentially interested in buying your product at the end of the of the road? Like, if you uh, obviously uh, not right now, because you, again, like the idea is not to bring a product to market so fast. But if you're able to build an audience, build that connections, uh, those connections, and then sort of uh, uh, co-create a product with the audience, I think that's like really the the best approach right now. Because at the end of the day. Even if your first product is gonna like fails because it's it's uh, most likely to happen, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, especially <laughs> the first iterations, <laughs> uh, you will still have something. You will still have yeah. a, an email list. You will still have an audience, people following you. Yeah. On your social, 
people knowing your work. And if you have a V2 to offer them, then it's most likely that they will uh, try it again because they trust you and they consume your content. Yeah. And so I feel like this is an advice that I haven't heard at all, like for most of my sort of years as a founder and uh, like, you know, working with entrepreneurs to get so focused on this sort of phase, like the, these three phases that you talked about, uh, you know, ideation, MVP, growth, uh, and it needs to work within six months and it needs to, you know, but at the end of the day, like it's really risky to do that. And I feel like uh, taking the time to build an audience sometimes during, you know, that process, because you could do both at the same time. Right is valuable. I don't know if, what do you think about this? Absolutely. Um, in, when people are in pursuit of perfection, um, it just creates like this tunnel vision, you know, and they're, they're not, they're just thinking about their product and maybe people are building like nice to have features and they're not connecting with their audience as much and being like, okay, what do you guys want? You know, I mean, what is going to be the most helpful for you? Um, but I, I, I think it varies across the board um, because it, I, I think you can generalize things to a certain extent with how startups are operating um, and building and growing. But, you know, you have such a variation with, with, people building audiences. Cause I see a lot of people, I see a lot of startups doing both, doing exactly what you're saying. They're like, they're, they're building their, they're building their product and then they're building the audience. But I also see a lot of startups who are building an audience first uh, and then building a product. And then the ones who are building an audience and building a product. But I think it matters on like how big their team size is too, um, because the fewer people you have on your team, the harder it is to juggle all of these things at the same time. And um, like in my case, I started this, you know, on my own. And I was like, the, one of the first things I was like, I need a team, you know, and I was looking and I was looking, and I was looking and it just took forever. Um, and throughout the interviews and some, and just things didn't seem to quite click as much as I wanted to between the people that I was finding and I just didn't want to wait anymore to, to build the product that I wanted to build and I started building and like you said things don't always work right at, at first um, and so yeah I, I, I and I even teach this in the program is like don't don't pursue perfection too much it's a, be like 80% happy with what you're doing you know and you can continue revising your product as you start getting customers um, but you have to your product and your mission has to connect with your target customer. Um, you really need to be, you know, to be able to especially become like a unicorn startup or have like a really great exit. You got to be building something that's solving a pain point out there. And I think that that's one of the key things is, is startups, they need to be focusing on that pain point and how they are helping people with their product what are they solving that other products are not solving out there right now yeah. you know um and but but you know while they're doing that it's so important to build that audience because you're you when you're trying to figure that out you're going 
assuming you're doing it right <laughs> yeah. by by let's just say doing social media marketing and you're you're kind of like social selling but you're also get doing idea validation at the same time and you're like you're talking to people you're excited to be like hey you know um i saw that you are involved in this space um and i love what you're doing I'm doing something that's actually um, in the same space. And I think it solves a problem for people that um, people like you. Um, and I'd love to get your advice on that and, you know, see if we can talk. And, um, you know, just kind of like approaching people and being friendly, being nice, um, creating an open conversation and open environment so that you can learn from them. And hopefully they can learn from you or be able to find value from you because you got to be providing value to people as a startup, um, whatever you're doing, um, or else you're not going to be successful. And so I, I definitely think to your point, um, you, you kind of have to juggle uh, these things. Um, it might take a little bit longer if you have a smaller team size, uh, but you, regardless, I think really all startups should be juggling these three things of like building, developing, um, growing um, there, you know, and, um, and, and growing by just finding these target customers and doing these interviews. And you start to build your following when you're direct messaging, when you're doing some social media marketing and things of that sort. Yeah. Um, so important, so important. Uh, yeah. And then it builds that nice foundation. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I, you know the the most successful companies and like small business without talking just about startups but let's talk about small businesses in general sure. the most successful ones i've seen in the, in the past few years are first of all they are either uh you know funded or not funded i've seen a lot mm -hmm. of success in non-funded like bootstrap companies and uh in that case they have access to an audience it's an audience maybe they built for years or they are very good at partnering with people who have an audience and mm -hmm. are able sort of uh, to use other people's audiences. Yeah, leverage. Um, so this is the first case. The second case are people who are able to show a bit of traction at some point and go for uh, paid, uh, you know, sort of a paid traction uh, and accelerate uh, traction, accelerate growth with yeah. a lot of paid in general. And, uh, but in any case, uh, whether you're you're funded or or completely bootstrapped, access to an audience is absolutely crucial because th that's like I've, to me that's like one of the first mistakes I've I've seen in, with founders is again like obsession with product uh, and then once you have something ready, putting it out on in the world and have no one yeah. to see it have no one to show it to yeah like, that's the worst yeah exactly and it could be a great product but if you have no eyeballs right. if you have no one who can actually uh you know appreciate it and see what you're doing and uh use it then you're really missing a big part of the puzzle and um and so yeah it's uh, i don't know i feel like i, I needed to say this because no it's, it's true uh, yeah. yeah um you know, one of my uh, buddies, uh, Vin, Vin Clancy, um, uh, real, real name though, uh, Vincent Dignan, <laughs> he um, is a growth marketer uh, and um, is uh, one of the group leaders of traffic and copy. Um, and, um, and he once said, no marketing, no startup. 
<laughs> you know, um, this guy has been giving talks everywhere. Um, and uh, before coronavirus hit, <laughs> of course, but, um, but, you know, he just, just like you said, if you don't have any eyeballs, you're, you're just not going to get anywhere. Um, and it's, it's actually for that same reason that I built such a big blog for Startup Dev Kit. And I focused actually really heavily on SEO um, so that I could have a consistent source of traffic month after month. Um, without any other marketing, I was able to get about 4,000 visits a month just from SEO. Um, and like, that's, that's very that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and being able to get to the top of a lot of the... Um, uh, page listings, you know, and, and searches for Google um, is is super important. Uh, I I think being able to have a consistent source of traffic is one of the best ways to go, and I think blogging is a fantastic way to do it, so that you can get repeat traffic um, and do like an inbound marketing approach where you can set up lead magnets um, in your articles. Um, use pop-ups to their, you know, full extent, um, while not being annoying at the same time, of course, <laughs> but, um, you know, providing value with all that stuff. And, um, I, I think growing an audience is just, and being able to get eyes on your product, just like you said, is just, it's incredibly important. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, because there are a lot of startups who just are focusing on just product alone and they're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, they need to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and really at the end of the day, like, okay, your product didn't work. Okay. It's which is the most likely scenario. Uh, what now? Like you've spent six months building something yeah. that uh, basically will, you will, you will keep nothing of because you have right. to rebuild everything. And so that's like six months wasted. On the other hand, you spent six months building a blog, building uh, social social media following, building uh, uh, an, a new uh, an email uh, list, uh, an email list. That that's something that that's worth a lot and um, much more than a sort of an attempt to, you know, bringing a unicorn to the market where where usually you know it's like one in a million maybe, and it's uh, yeah 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 it's it's a long shot. You know, there's an interesting um, thing about that. You know, in in the VC industry, they're while they're they're trying to find the next biggest thing. Um, at the same time, uh, they realize that the team is at the core of the of a winning startup, and they invest in a team just as much or more than they invest in the startup idea itself and the product. Um, so they're okay with funding really highly functional teams who are like really good, like really, really good and have a great track record idea and an amazing team. They can make it work. You don't need to get hundred percent market share. You just need a good sliver of that market share and you're good. You know, um, you can have a very viable and profitable business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, to, to your point, um, it's incredibly important to be able to grow that audience um, 
and be able to build that product um, based on you know what what your audience wants yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely. it's just keep going it, you know founders really got to keep going back to that core yeah yeah that core uh, guiding principle yeah and um i think the you know if i had to sort of uh give anyone some some people to follow uh in in like in, in startup building today uh, I wouldn't necessarily send them to the sort of the new star founders that you can read about in, in sort of uh, in TechCrunch or you mm. know people leading like huge rounds, etc. Yeah. I would definitely send them to uh, sort of uh, influencers slash YouTubers that mm. build huge businesses, uh, you know, with with content, with content they do themselves from yeah. scratch. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's a lesson in, in business development because you, you definitely, yeah. uh, you know, uh, can see how you can do a lot with nothing because that's what you're going to be doing. Even if you're VC funded, yeah. you know, your, your marketing budget is not stellar and you need to do a lot with very little money. Absolutely. Uh, and you learn that by people who create content and are able to grab attention with their content and build a business, you know, on top of that uh, following. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, talking about who to follow, uh, what are sort of the resources you go to yourself because you're you're mm -hmm. like sort of uh, building like resources for other people. So where do you get your own information? Who do yeah. you follow? Um, so so happy that you mentioned that. Um, Neil Patel is one of the first guys that I was really kind of clinging onto uh, within like who to follow. Um, he, he, he's one of the marketing leaders out there who's been doing content marketing for years and years and years and years. And man, this guy just, he produces so much content and was able to help me with that too. Um, so he talks about content marketing, content development, SEO, social media marketing, um, startup marketing in general. And, and creating content just so audiences can, so you can start to build your audience. And just like you said, kind of create something of nothing because startups do have a smaller marketing budget and you have to be resourceful. Um, so, you know, I started following Neil Patel. Um, I, I have been following, you know, a lot of VC firms because it's important for me um, based on the industry. Um, but um, like a, uh, uh, First round capital um, is really good. Um, and they were less focused on, let's just say, teaching you about content marketing and things of that sort, but more focused on startups. But they kept putting out consistent content and they, they, like, they were leading by example, you know, with their actions and using content marketing to help grow their firm, you know. Um, and so if you can infer and, you know, kind of see and read in between the lines, maybe if, you know, a place is not like, let, or, or a marketer or, or a company is talking specifically about growing, you can sort of see how they operate and how, how successful they are based on the tactics that, that they're using. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would say, um, let's see. 
Neil Patel was one of them, first round. Um, I was following, you know, a bunch of other like early stage, like VC firms, uh, like Interplay. Um, uh, they were a New York City, um, or they are a New York City based um, fund. Um, and they were focused on like a lot more of like the, the early founders as well. And, um, but they, they knew how to build like a big network, you know, um, and grow through like kind of more affiliate marketing. Um, and, you know, I kind of took that to heart as well, because you can grow like a really big business just through like affiliate marketing. <laughs> um, and so if you're putting out a lot of content and you have your, you're building your own brand and if it's not even just like a startup, if it's just like more like a personal business, you know, you have these bloggers that can make like $50,000 a month <laughs> from, from like just affiliate deals. And like they're, they just have tons of affiliate links and they'll be like, okay, what are the top 20 email marketing platforms out there? And then they have, you know, links to each one of them and they get money from those clicks and they get money from um, purchases and all of that. So, um, you know, I kind of inferred and I was like, okay, yeah, that's another way that you can also make money, you know, put out content that influences people, that helps people um, and um, kind of allows you as a startup to pivot a little bit more um, so that you are not completely reliant on one revenue stream. Because I think having multiple different revenue streams is an important part of business success, you know. Um, so I kind of inferred and, you know, looked up to, you know, these people yeah. in that kind of way. Awesome. Uh, all right. So I think we should wrap this up. We are almost uh, done with the, with the timing. Uh, could you tell us maybe where we can connect with you online for anyone who wants to ask you a question or follow what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just want to mention how much of a pleasure it's been to be on your show, buddies. And yeah. I, I thank you so much yeah. for having me. Um, and, and doing this discussion today. Um, so you can you can find me, Carl Potak, um, uh, on Twitter at Carl Potak, C-A-R-L-P-O-T-A-K. Um, you can uh, find Startup DevKit at startupdevkit.com. Um, and the Twitter handle is the same. Um, and you just look, up, look us up on um, Facebook groups, uh, uh, and you just look up Startup DevKit. Um, we have a Startup Development and Growth Facebook group. Uh, we have, you know, all the social media pages and stuff. And uh, you can find me on LinkedIn if you want to connect. It's just uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Carl Potak. And, um, you know, tell me about the show uh, and your thoughts and, I'd, uh, and, and, you know, what kind of uh, help you may need with your startup. And I'd love to be able to help you. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for your time again, Carl. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. You have a great day.